Well, first off, it's my privilege to be with you this morning and to be able to share from the Word of God with you. And I want to talk about navigating the changing seasons of life. There's always seasons in life. In natural terms, we see the seasons change. And we see spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And I was struck, Pastor Harold, the senior minister at our church, he said the other week, he said, when I came, he's from Ghana, he said, when I came to England, he said, when winter was coming, I prayed to God and I said, God, take the winter away. (laughs) Take the winter away. And needless to say, winter did not leave. You see, when the seasons of life change, we change the way that we dress. So I haven't seen anyone in shorts and t-shirt. I haven't seen anyone dressed in a way that is not appropriate to the season. And the same is true in the seasons of life as we walk the journey with God. There's different seasons in which he wants us to focus in on different things. And what Pastor Harold then went on to share, he said, you see, the difference is the seasons won't change, but we have to prepare so we're ready for the season that is coming in our lives. Is that not true? And, you know... When I think of the different seasons, and when I read in this passage, I see different things reflected as seasons in life, from pruning to abiding to the place where it doesn't explicitly say that, but it has to happen before you get fruit, growing, and then fruitfulness. They're the seasons of life as we walk this Christian journey. And I like the seasons of growing and fruitfulness. I think we'd all be up for those. But if we're honest... I'm not too comfortable with the thought that God might want to prune me. It appears painful. Something that I don't readily see myself volunteering for. But it is necessary. So as I look through the passage, I want to look specifically at pruning this morning. And I'm going to not go through in order. I'm going to go from verse 2. And then I'm going to come back to verse 1 at the end. Now, in my life, I've experienced many different and challenging things. And I just want to be honest with you this morning. I'm in a season of pruning that has been painful and difficult. This entire last year, I've faced many challenges that I could never have imagined. But I'm still here. But pruning is a season that comes into our life. And I brought my secateurs. I didn't bring a plant. I see you've supplied it, but I won't cut it because... I think the person who made it may not be very happy with me. But God literally cuts things out of your life. Now, trees or plants cannot speak. But I should imagine at the point of being cut, there'd be quite a big ouch in life. And sometimes some of the things that God identifies in our life, some of the areas that he comes up to, the things that maybe I thought were okay, and he just comes up and he says, I just want to cut that back. I want to cut that attitude in your life. I want to cut the things that you've been doing. I want to prune you. I'm fine with the fruitfulness. I'm fine with all of that stuff. But pruning's not the most enjoyable of things. And when you're in the season of pruning, life is just hard. You know, I was encouraged by the fact of the leaflet, you know, the title, Through the Dark Woods. And sometimes in life we have dark and real challenges and we have to be open and honest about them. We have to be real enough to say that that happens for us because you're in a community of faith where we can encourage one another when we're discouraged. And um, in my life I faced some interesting challenges. You 
look at me and think, oh, he looks fit and healthy. When I was 18 or 19 years old, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but I will explain briefly what it is. You know what it is. And uh, they lovingly call it in an article, death by a thousand needles, which gives you some kind of idea of what I'm talking about. And what it means is, is that the fibers of the muscles inflame, and it means I'm very much more sensitive to pain and would feel things as pain that you wouldn't. So if you were to come and shake my hand just firmly, I could feel that as pain. And in my body, I had it everywhere. So I could be walking around, I could be standing up, I could be sitting down, and I was in constant pain at different times. So remember, you can't always see what's going on in someone's life because it's very easy to look at the outside and look at me and say, he's young, he must be fit and healthy. But for 10 years, I suffered with tremendous pain, often having to take complete rest and not do anything in this period. It wasn't an enjoyable experience. It's not something that I stand and think, oh, I'd love to go through that. And I'm sure if you were stood and now you understand some of the pain and experience that I've been through, you wouldn't be standing there saying, oh, I'd like to go through that. But what it has done for me is it's given me a compassion for people who suffer. And we have to be honest, in this world, we suffer. And people go through all different things. It may not be fibromyalgia for you. It may be something else. It may be something that's dark at this time. It may be a situation. It may be a problem. It may be your mental health. It may be your physical health. It can be all things. But I want to encourage you that God is with you. And he is faithful. He's not a God who prunes us with no purpose. But he prunes us that we may be even more fruitful. And that experience in my life is something that has pruned me in a way that I don't think I could have had if I didn't physically experience it. I sat there, I had questions, your mind goes to places that you can't imagine. And you think, when is this going to end? When is the pain going to stop? I am very pleased to tell you I am physically well now. Absolutely. So I can do things that I couldn't do 10 years ago now. But for 10 years, I walked a journey that was filled with pain. And in that and through that, I'm not saying that God was pruning me through that, but in that, he taught me so many things about facing, being compassionate with people who are suffering. About not always just giving a glib answer that says, everything's just going to be okay. Because you know what? Sometimes you don't feel like that. You have to be honest about where you are. And it challenged some of the attitudes of my heart. Because do you know what? It's fine for me to stand up here and say, I believe that God is good. But when you're suffering throughout your daily life and it seems to never come to an end, do you know what? God challenged me. Do you really believe that I'm good? And in that period and in that process, I walked this journey where... You know, I know in my head I believe God's good. But do I believe it in reality in my heart? And God revealed to me that in certain areas I struggled with belief for healing and everything like this. And he, he, he worked in me. So that now when I stand here I can tell you completely that I believe that God is good. It didn't come overnight. It didn't come just quickly. It took time. 
but I believe it more than anything right now. And if you're in a pruning phase where life seems hard, I, want to, I came to encourage you that, you know, God only prunes you because you're fruitful. You know, sometimes we look at pruning and the things when life is hard and it doesn't appear as anything is going on above the surface. We can think nothing's going on, but God is working. God is doing something in you and through you to enlarge your capacity and belief in him. You see, unless a plant is pruned, it can't be more fruitful. There comes a point where your growth needs to be cut back so that you can be drawn back to the source of strength. He wants to prune you, but not with no purpose that you may be even more fruitful. Now, I'm not a gardener. I'm not someone who uh, knows a lot about plants. So if you're a botanist or, or a very keen gardener, um, excuse me for what I'm about to do. Um, when you prune a plant, you cut it right back to the source of the plant. You cut the main stem right back, almost so it's so close to the plant and its source in the root. And God does that in our lives because he knows that we need to rely and depend on him. You know, when I've been in fruitful seasons, I can very easily forget about God, if I'm honest. Everything seems great. And then he reminds me it's not about you, it's about me in you and through you. He challenges the way that I think about things. He challenges even what I believe about him. But the cutting in our life as we take it back, I looked it up and it says you take it to the lateral points. I have no idea what that means. But basically, from my understanding, is you cut it right back until the step is towards the main stem. That's my understanding. Oh, good, you're nodding. A source of encouragement is always needed when you're talking about things that you don't know about. But God does that with purpose. He cuts us back to the point. And we may look at a plant, when you've pruned it, you may think, it doesn't look anything, does it? At that point in time, you'd think, well, there's nothing going on. But what God is doing is in that time, in that place, he's enlarging the capacity that you have for fruitfulness. And it's in pruning as we're cut back from the growth that we've produced and the fruit that we've produced that actually what happens is the roots and the plant, they give us life and enable us to grow in a greater capacity for the things that God wants to do in us and through us. So you may be walking that dark road. I want to encourage you that God is doing it to help you develop a greater trust and strength that is built upon him. And as churches, we have seasons where we're pruned. You know, there's things that are great in church and there's things that have grown and are amazing, but then God says, actually, I just want to cut that area back. And we can be so focused on the growth and everything like that that we're not too keen to have things cut back. And there's seasons in life where God says, I just want to remove this thing right back to the stem that it can grow and be more fruitful for what I want to do in its place. So how, now we know that we all face those seasons. If you're one of those people who says you've never been in that season, I pray God bless you.
but I don't believe it's true. Has anyone here not been pruned? No. It's good to see that no one has their hand up because life is real and challenges are hard. But what I do offer this morning is how God has brought me through and how he's enabled me to think about how do you get through this season? How do you get through some of the challenges in life? And I was reminded of a passage in Psalm 23 and it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I thought, God, I don't get that. A rod and a staff don't particularly suggest to me things that are things of comfort. They seem things of direction and the way that you're going to pull me back in line and everything like that. But when I looked up about the staff, I was intrigued what they used to do. On the staff, what they used to do is they used to carve their stories into the staff. They used to carve the things that God had done in and through their lives onto that staff. So the staff would be a comfort because it would remind the people that God had brought them through what they had to go through to where they are now. They'd been through hard times. They'd been through challenging times. And God had brought them through. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then verse 4 says this, Abide in me and I will abide in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must abide in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, what does it mean to abide? Abiding is the place that you live from. It's where you find your source. It's where you find your strength. It's what enables you to continue to go on. And when you're in a season of pruning... You know, can I just share something? You know, I've been in the stage of pruning and God's been speaking to me and saying, yes, I'm pruning you. And I've been trying as hard as I can. I've been putting all of my self-effort in. I'm telling you right now, from experience, that will not work. Because God wants to do something in you from who he is, not from who you are. I tried to do things by myself and I'm intrigued by this passage where it says, abide in me, And I will abide in you. Now, I asked someone to bless me with a cup of tea. I'll make you all jealous, but it's like this. I I don't take sugar in tea, so whoever does, you can have this after I've done this. I've got a cup of tea, and if I place a teaspoon of sugar in there and I stir it, now, I've got a really theological question for you. Is the tea in the sugar or is the sugar in the tea? Is it? Which is which? Is the tea in the sugar or is the sugar in the tea? The sugar's in the tea. I think the point is you couldn't tell me that, could you? Because if I poured this out, you wouldn't know if I brought you another cup of tea without the fact that I'd stirred the sugar. You wouldn't know if it had sugar in or not. It says... Abide in me, and I will abide in you. We are in Christ, but Christ is in us. We're indivisibly connected in a way that you can't separate out where Christ starts and where I end, because he's promised to be with me and in me. And as I seek to abide, as I rest in who he is, I find strength for my weary soul when I'm being pruned. I find rest. I find a place where I don't have to be or do anything or be seen as this, that or the other or the many roles that you can have in your life 
from mother to worker to this to that to the other. I find rest in who he is. Abide in me and oh no 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 remain in me and I will remain in you. It's a conscious decision. And in these seasons when I face pruning, do you know what? I'm not reading sways of scripture. Not because I'm scared of the Bible, but because I believe that God wants to reveal simple truths to me in the season that I'm in. I don't go looking for doctrine and theology on the second coming when I'm in a phase of pruning. It's not what keeps me. As much as those things may be interesting and all those things I love discussing, the truth is what keeps me in that phase is the fact that I know I'm a child of God. He's my father and I'm his child. No matter how old you get, he'll always be the father and you'll always be the child. It's the fact that he loves me no matter what. doesn't mean he condones what I do, but he loves me no matter what. Those are the things that keep me in this season. It's in reflecting on small scriptures, even a verse where Jesus says, and this scripture has always helped me, is Jesus could have left so many things and there's miracles and there's all this stuff, but Jesus in John says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. It's in these seasons that I reflect on just some small scriptures where I receive the gift of his peace because I know that in this world, my peace is never enough. In abiding, I place my life and remind myself that it's not what I do, but it's what he does through me. I'm amazed by the next scripture and it just reveals to me How much of slow learners we as human beings can be. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And then it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. One of the things I've realized in life and about myself is, I can at times be rather silly. And I'm sure God recognizes that. And I recognize that. Because I think to myself sometimes, I can do it all by myself. And in the world we live, it says, be an independent person. No, that's nonsense. I've never met an independent person in my life. Because someone at some point has helped that person in life. But I think the repetition of almost the same thing from the verse before is a reminder that, you know, it's not about you. It's about him working through you. And I was struck by the words of Jesus. You know, if Jesus said himself in John 5 verse 19, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. It reveals to me that if even Jesus said, I can't do anything of myself, maybe I might want to get down off my pedestal and think, actually, I may need a bit of help. Is that not true? God is there to help us and he wants us to abide in who he is. He wants us to take courage and source of strength from who he is. And I believe, you know, there's some of us, you know, I'm great at thinking I I need to just keep pressing on. You know, I'm a keep calm and carry on person. You may not be that type of person, but that's me. So it's like, I'll just keep going, I'll just keep going, I'll just keep going. And sometimes God's saying, no, just stop, just rest 
allow me to be God and you can take a day off. You know, it's true, isn't it? Sometimes, is he God or am I? Seriously, think about that in your life when you look over it. Sometimes we've put ourselves in a place that we were never meant to be. And also I, I notice in this passage, it just releases me from any thought that it's about me. Or it's about my capabilities. Because he says, abide in me. Apart from me, you can't do anything. You can't produce the fruit anyway, so stop trying. Only he can do it in you and through you. So if you've been struggling, if you've been having a really hard time, I came to encourage you, not that everything will just be all right, but that you don't need to struggle. You need to rest in who God is. You need to draw strength from who he is because he's got infinitely more strength than you could ever have. We had Superman up here. Sometimes you may think you're Superman, but really you're not. God is a source of strength for those in trouble. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He'll walk with you consistently. He'll be patient with you. And he's invited you into covenant relationship with him. That you are an heir of God. That you're a co-heir with Christ. And yet he knows everything about you. Your frailties, your worries, your dreams, your aspirations. And he loves you. And this morning, if you've been discouraged, I just came to encourage you. Maybe you may be in a season of pruning, but I want to encourage you because you've been fruitful, he's pruning you. And what he's doing in you is to release a greater capacity. He's causing you to develop and abide in the vine more so that when it comes for the season to grow and bear fruit, you can be even more fruitful than you have been in your life. And I want to take you now back to verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Now, you get ready for a massive revelation. In the Greek, it says, I, I am. Has that shaken your world? No. I, I am. Now, to me, it just appears like Jesus was just using far too many words, or he wasn't very good at English. But I know that it was in the Greek, so, you know, give him a break. But I think the point is, he was making a much bigger point. We in our English just have, I am the true vine. In the Greek it says, I, I am the true vine. He's saying, I'm the I am. I'm the I am of the Old Testament who revealed himself to Moses. Who said, who shall I say that sent me? He says, I am. He's revealing that he's a constant source of life and strength in a very ever-changing world. He's the one who'll never change, who'll never lose strength. He is the one and only true vine that we can really live out of. He's the very source. He's been with people throughout generations. He's the one who was right there back at creation. And he loves you and he's with you and he's never going to leave you. So you don't need to worry because the true vine is your source. The true vine is the place that your life can live out of. You know, he's managed to take, we've heard of Shaftesbury, he's managed to walk with all of these people through their entire lives. He might just be able to walk with you through trying and difficult seasons 
He'll be able to hold your life in the palm of his hand and walk you through. Doesn't mean it will be easy. It doesn't mean that life will just all be swell and rosy of this perspective that sometimes evangelists say, if you come to God, everything will be great. Well, that's not my experience. I've come to God and it's been jolly hard. Well, I'm just being honest. Has it not been for you? But I do rest in the fact that the great unchanging I am of the whole of history is the one who's my source, who's the one who is my strength, and is the one who I am growing through and out of. You maybe need to be encouraged and reminded and trust in the fact he's the true vine and the father is the gardener. The father knows what he's doing. He doesn't do it intentionally to cause you pain. He does it because he loves you and he knows what comes beyond where you're at right now. He knows that you can bear this fruit and he's amazed at it and he's proud of you. But at the same time, he wants to draw you back to the fact that it's about him living in you, not about you doing it by yourself. Because in and of ourselves, in truth, what am I? You know, I, I don't... I don't have extra human capabilities. You may think of a pastor as someone who has these extra human capabilities. I have all of life challenges like everyone else does. But I know that I have a source. I know that I have a place I can go to where I will find refreshing. And that is in the presence of God. I don't know how you came in this morning. You may have been on top of the world and I'm pleased for you if that's you. Don't, don't, don't lose that. I'm pleased for you. If you're in a season where you're on top of the world, that's fantastic. Have a great time and enjoy it. But remember that after a season of fruitfulness will come a time of pruning. And it's not you yourself who produces the fruit, but God working through the branch of your life. And if you're in that season where I am right now, if you're in pruning and things just seem hard and painful and just you can't wait for this year to be over, I just want to encourage you. I came to encourage you that this is a season of life. It is hard. There's no simple solution. But I do know that God has promised to be with you throughout the whole journey. Not just in the good times, but in the bad times, in the trying times. He promises to walk and be with you. So you may need to know his strength. You may need to know his grace. I encourage you to spend time resting in who God is in you. I, I come to the feet of Jesus and sometimes my prayer life is help. Just help God right now. I could just do with just some help. We need to be honest enough to say that that's where we come to. But also, we need to know that the loving Father and the true vine who is the Son is our strength. Is the one who will cause us to grow again. Who's the one who can enable us to walk the valley of pain into the foothills of freedom. So I'm going to come to a close in just a second. So if you'd like to come back up for me.
you know, I want you to just take a moment. You know, it's important we just, just close your eyes for a minute. I don't know what season you're in. I don't know your life. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know where he's even brought you from. But I know that God's here. And if you're in a season of pruning specifically, if you're finding life just hard, I really want to pray with you. I'd really want to just encourage you and lift you up to God who is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask. And if you want to come, I'd love to pray with you. If you want to come out, and I'd love to pray with you. And you're not coming to me because, as I've just said, in and of myself, I know I'm nothing. And in the preparation of sharing with you today, it was an absolute nightmare, I'll just be honest. And it never really came together. But I know I'm nothing. And I know his everything. So if you need prayer, I'm just going to ask you to play the song Oceans, isn't it? It's the song that you've got down and I thought it's a very appropriate song when you hear the words when oceans rise and feet may fall. If that's you this morning and you just need some encouragement, you know we live in a community of faith not so that we just keep our problems to ourselves and our triumphs before everyone else but that we're here to love and encourage one another in everything. So if you want prayer or You just want someone to stand with you. I'm going to be here at the front. And uh, if no one comes, I'll come and ask someone to pray for me, if not. So just feel free to come. And I'd love to pray with you.